It's time for the Bulls and Bears of sports business. Winners and losers in the business of sports. The fast-rising stocks and the ones who've fallen. Football has won the week, and by a large margin. And that's true on both sides of the border. From the drama of a last-minute Grey Cup victory by the underdog Montreal Alouettes over the favoured Winnipeg Blue Bombers to one of the busiest and one of the most watched weeks of NFL football in the league's regular season history. In the business of three-down football, first of all, the CFL is basking in the limelight of what was an average national audience of 3.57 million viewers in Canada last week, 2.8 million in English, and 751,000 in French. Pumped up by a terrific halftime show by Green Day, the 110th Grey Cup not only drew a cumulative audience of 8.9 million Canadians, it also set records in digital and social media with 1.6 million video views, a record, and 7 million media impressions, an online record for the Grey Cup. In the NFL, though, south of the border, American Thanksgiving took both linear television and streaming video to the next level. It all began with the most watched Monday night football game in 27 years, with an average U.S. national audience of 28.96 million watching the Philadelphia Eagles go to 9-1 and by defeating the Kansas City Chiefs across ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, the Spanish uh, uh, network, and NFL+. Plus. Now check this out. Not since 1996, when 31.5 million viewers watched the Green Bay Packers play the Dallas Cowboys, had Monday Night Football drawn numbers north of this week's 29 million. That spans more than 450 Monday Night Football games, and it spans the entire ESPN era. Now, the fan frenzy continued with the traditional Thanksgiving Day triple header on Thursday, And on that note, a near NFL regular season record for audience, 41 million tuning in to watch the Cowboys manhandle the Washington Commanders. Friday, Black Friday, was the first ever Black Friday game on Amazon Prime. That opened up even more new territory for the NFL, giving the Shield a record six standalone games in seven days. And by standalone games, of course, I'm talking Sunday night football, primetime on Sunday, Monday night football, primetime on Monday, the Thursday trifecta, which although there's some overlap, they're essentially standalone games, those three, and then the Black Friday special on Friday. Make no mistake, this is a win-win. It allows Amazon to get people staying close to their computers and their devices and maybe doing less conventional retail in exchange for their $100 million investment to have the rights for the Black Friday game. And of course, they pre-promote the heck out of the Black Friday game on Amazon Prime on Thanksgiving Thursday. Our Bears of the Week. The biggest losers this week. Listen, it was a big step backward for the golf league, the indoor golf initiative led by Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. That step backwards was the deflation of the bubble at its headquarters in Jupiter, Florida. Now, that resulted in TGL postponing its launch by a full year. That's the collateral damage here, a full year's delay. Instead of making its debut with six franchises in January of 2024, it won't do so now until the same time in 2025. 
It was also a tough week for the Chicago Blackhawks of the NHL, although they bounced back Friday with an OT victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Despite a terrific career start for the much-heralded generational rookie Connor Bedard, who's 10 goals, 6 assists, six assists in his first 17 games, the Blackhawks dropped five straight games before before defeating the Leafs on Friday. Same for the Minnesota Wild, who had lost five going into the weekend. Yet no one, despite their own 5 nothing win on Friday against the Washington Capitals, no one has had a rougher week on the ice, on social media, and in fan forums than the 5-12-1 Edmonton Oilers. The coaching change from the fire Jay Woodcroft to rookie head coach Chris Knobloch, former junior coach to Connor McDavid, hasn't remedied again before last night's 5 nothing win. The poor goaltending that has seen the Oilers lose three straight going into the weekend uh, before their convincing win against the Capitals on Friday. They lost seven of their last 11 games. In fact, the move has only crystallized concern around who is in charge in Edmonton. Now, the question of where the buck stops is not a new one for the Oilers. It's been an active discussion since Jeff Jackson, the former agent for McDavid, was hired as CEO of Hockey Operations in August. That parachuted him into a spot between owner Daryl Cates and veteran general manager Ken Holland. Add in vice chair of uh, Oilers Sports and Entertainment Bob Nicholson, former CEO of Hockey Canada, who hired Holland... And it's also caused the impression that the Oilers may have too many chefs in the crowded kitchen of hockey operations. And, and Tino Ferro, is that your sense as well? I mean, it's become convention to have presidents of hockey operations and then GMs, but typically they're hired in reverse order. The president is hired first. He handpicks his general manager in Edmonton. Ken Holland was there reporting directly to ownership and to um, uh, Bob Nicholson. Now he's got Connor McDavid's former agent, Jeff Jackson, in between. It just, the whole thing just continues the narrative in the Edmonton situation this whole season that it's just. I mean, Jason Bruffla has kind of coined the term the Canadian tire fire. Like, that's just what seems to be going on in Edmonton. And it, it seems to be going on from the top to the bottom, all the way down to the players. Yes. And listen, uh, you know me, and we'll get into the group of seven in just a second. I'm the kind of uh, Canadian that would love to see all seven Canadian-based teams make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'm rooting for the Oilers. I I think, you know, having more Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's just, it's good for everybody. It's good for the business of hockey in Canada. It's good for grassroots hockey. It's it's good for the individual franchises. It's good for the media rights holders. It's just playing good. And you, you got to get to at least four of seven Canadian teams making it to get into that over-under of having enough to work with when it comes to prime time for the NHL in Canada, which of course is the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. But I do think... They'll still make the playoffs, but not because they've hired Chris Knobloch and fired Jay Woodcroft. I think they're just too good. Too many players have been performing under average, and that has set them up going forward. They've got to get more of the four assist performances like Connor McDavid delivered and the two goal performances likely on dry settle. That is the Edmonton Oilers and that's their pathway back into playoff contention.